from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. We're very much a pro-chicken-finger show. I'm trying to deliver a serious message. Just listen. You're not going to like him when he's angry. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. No Golden Knights tonight. Believe me, the weekend was uh, dramatic enough with the uh, bizarro goal allowed by Flurry. Shocking, devastating loss on Friday night. They bounced back. They didn't play very well much of the game. Robin Leonard did. He had a great game. And then the Knights came up with a couple of goals out of nowhere. Great job in overtime. We'll break it all down towards the back end of the Big Five. Cofield along with Adam Hill. Ari is in our Finley Toyota Studios. Let's do it. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Interesting day around the NFL, uh, interesting day around the Raiders. Carl Nassib, defensive end, announces that he's gay. While this shouldn't be news, it is, and it's certainly an important day for Carl Nassib. Here's the message that he put up on Instagram. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. I did follow it up with a series of messages saying, let's hold off on doing interviews. Let me kind of process what I've just done here. So please be patient. He did follow up Carl Nassib on the partnership with the Trevor Project. He said uh, young LGBTQ kids are five times more likely than their straight friends to consider suicide. For someone like me who has been so lucky and cherishes every day, it brings me incredible sadness that uh, to think that our LGBTQ youth are at such an elevated risk for suicide, I feel an immense responsibility to help in any way I can, and you can too. So again, as you're reacting to this and you're like, why does it matter? Okay, we've already told you it matters, one, to Carl Nassib because he didn't feel comfortable. He said he's thought about this for 15 years. Um, two, you know, probably of least importance, but if you're a football fan, a Raiders fan, Maybe this is part of why Carl didn't have the year he wanted to have last year. You want him to be the best football player possible? Allow the guy to be happy? Mind your own freaking business? Maybe he gets back to the level or goes beyond the level that the Raiders expected of him. And obviously, this is very important. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Trevor Project is very important, and he's shining a light on something that is of massive importance. And so as we were sitting here, I actually reached out to the Trevor Project and uh, got a statement from them as well. 
the Trevor Project is grateful call, grateful to Carl Nassib for living his truth and supporting LGBTQ youth. The generous donation will help us scale our life-saving services uh, to reach the more than 1.8 million LGBTQ youth who seriously consider suicide each year in the U.S. That is a staggering number. Uh, 1.8 million uh, youth who consider suicide each year uh, in the LGBTQ community. Uh, coming out is an intensely personal decision, and it can be incredibly scary and difficult one to make. We hope that Carl's historic representation in the NFL will inspire young LGBTQ athletes across the country to live their truth and pursue their dreams. And that that's one of the first things we talked about was there are a lot of people, maybe Carl Nassib wasn't, maybe he was fine living living his life the way that he, that he was living it and not being public with his announcement. Maybe We don't know. We'll find out more when we talk to him more. But, like, if he can serve to, you know, take on this, however you want to call it, burden, I guess you would say, publicly, uh, and and deal with this and show other people that it's possible to to live your life the way that you want to, to either be public or private about it, however you want. Like, any example that he could set is a good one, and I think that was also part of his decision. Roger Goodell has a statement. He does. Raj says the NFL family is proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. <laughs> we share his hope that uh, someday soon statements like his will no longer be newsworthy as we march towards full equality for the LGBTQ community. We wish Carl the best of luck this coming season, and we are going to donate as a league $50 million. Wow! $50 million to the Trevor Project. I didn't see that. Yeah, I added that last part. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't think that was in there. Words. Yeah. Words. Representation matters. Steve. Representation matters. I've heard that in other cases, too. Yeah. Let's go, Raj. Step up. Come on now. Well, it's a poor league. Say it again. It's a poor league. It's a very poor league. Oh, D. Smith? <laughs> They're struggling. D. Smith comment. Okay. Uh, head of the Players Association, Demora Smith. Uh, our union supports Carl and his work with the Trevor Project is proof that he, uh, like our membership, is about making his community in this world a better place, not for themselves, but for others. Number four. On to the NBA and postmortem for the Sixers. Boy, Doc's in a weird position, isn't he? Ben Simmons, clearly struggling on a lot of fronts, was... Afraid? I don't want to go that far. Lack confidence in shooting in the fourth quarter. His free throws just crashed. And the guy shot 32, 33, 34% in the playoffs. That ain't good, and that can crush your confidence in terms of wanting to get the ball the hell out of your hand so they don't go hack a Simmons. I'm not sure I want to hear Doc Rivers publicly drop the hammer on Ben Simmons. Like, Doc, you've been around him the whole year. What happened? Especially not this soon. Right? We talk about mental struggles with a player. I mean, we know, you know, physically, well, Ben Simmons does need some, certainly needs some drilling on his on his shooting skills, right? So the coaching staff can help him there. But it seems like a lot of this was mental. Where was Doc? Yeah, isn't it part of his job to, you know, to be there? And, and you know, figure out what it's going to take. Does it take, like, I've, Certainly a different scale, and you've been, you've played with you've had teammates too, and different you know levels of athletics. 
and some of them you need to challenge. I I have one friend that I've played a lot of basketball with in, in rec leagues that I know. Again, not comparing, Same but, level, but yeah. you know. But you, I know that if you're like, hey, man, it'll be fine, it'll be cool, it'll do nothing. You have to be like, you suck, what are you doing, you're scared of this dude. <laughs> And it, it gets them all fired. All right, all right. And then I Fire know other, I know other people that you know you have to. Do, he's right. 0 for 14. You got to be like, well, yeah, we know you can make the next it's one. Okay, shoot the next one. We'll give you the ball again. Shoot the next one. And the, those so people know that. But again, and maybe Ben Simmons' issues are much more complicated. What I'm saying is like you have to understand teammates and people you're around and what does motivate them. Like that is, yes, X's and O's are big. That's like your main job as a coach at the professional level. Understand psychology of players, and. Clearly, something hasn't connected, and then after the year, it's like, well, can you win with him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, um, but I thought the turning point was just, you know, we had uh, an open shot, and, you know, we missed. Uh, we made one free throw. Uh, we missed the other, and then they came down and scored, uh, and uh, we didn't get a good possession on the other end, and Trey came back, and he made a three. They're very down and beat, and you know you notice at the beginning of that we had an open shot. Yeah, and that's that's Ben Simmons getting a dunk, handed to him, and then passing to another player, basically charging one on two. Did you watch the uh, ISO cam on Embiid when Simmons turned down that shot? He he was just like he turned his back, he just kind of threw his hands up, and like and and I mean it does. Like that probably has an effect on on Simmons too. Like Simmons might see that, and be like, I guess I shouldn't be shooting. I guess maybe I I don't know what I should be doing. I'm always doing the wrong thing. He might be down on himself. I don't know. But body language matters too. You could tell Embiid at that point was like, oh, this this sucks. He gave up a wide open dunk because he anticipated he was going to be fouled and didn't want to go to the free throw line. 34% shooting in the postseason. For anybody who's attempted 70 or more, it's the worst free throw percentage shooting in the history of basketball. And this is the league Will Chamberlain and Shaquille O'Neal played in. Right. And they shot better for the free throw line than Ben Simmons. This is very, very bad. Yes. 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 When you're a guard, or at least you're trying to be, and you're shooting a worse percentage than Shaq and Wilt, this is really bad. He's, that's believe me. That's not where it's top with Stephen A. Because the other part of the story, and it really shouldn't be. If you're a good basketball organization, you let things cool down. You don't freak out because you're in Philly. But it is Philly, and Stephen A. knows Philly. I know Philly. I worked there for 17 years. I was a columnist for my last time. Let me tell you something right now. That city ain't gonna ever forgive him for what they have seen. That's it. He's done. By the way, the comparison to like Shaq's bad free throws. First of all, we we need to move on to something different. But could. I'm trying to think. What Ben Simmons shot in the playoffs, if we have Ari go shoot 100, does he make more? He says yes. I've never seen him shoot. I have no idea if he has any athletic ability, no clue. Okay, I will just need a little bit of uh, refreshing. Like, you know, take a couple shots. It's been a while. refreshing? Yeah, it's been a while. I don't (laughs) get down every weekend like you guys, but. You get five warm-up shots. Okay. I mean, I might take some extra, you know, on the side. Out of 100. Right now, like tonight when I go can home. Can you make 34? If we give you 100, how many do you make? I think so at some point. Like, it might take me towards the second half, but if I get hot, I think I can get. I actually don't believe because of the pressure and there'll be some excuse for the shooting conditions that Adam, in a bet situation, could make 34 of them. Stop. 34. Stop it. I thought you were going to say 80. 
I think you might crumble to make 34. No, come on. There's th- zero chance. You you almost shot an offer in a three-point contest no, years ago. What'd no, you I make? Didn't. Two out of 20? No. You made like three? No. It was, first of all, it wasn't 20, and we changed the rules right at the beginning. Which there is we right. go. We changed We're, the rules right in the You're end. saying right now, 100. You're, 100 shots. We're not changing the rules or where, anything? Where, yes. where do you, do we, what's the venue? Outside in the heat? No, it's a gym for sure. He's he, he's in an arena. He's not outside. Yep. Get my form ready here. Oh my god! Thirty. It's did you just see, what he, did? Did you see yeah. what he did? What I was did. that? Why do you why do you go up with both hands? That's why this is a what, question. Hoosiers? No, you like you did like a two fisted punch. Because, no, I'm. I'm Are over you here ready? Or lefty? I can't even tell. See. You don't even know me. I'm not taking him. Give us your free throw form. You don't even know what's coming. Give us your free throw form. By the way, it's a. Are you righty or lefty? I am righty. Okay, just just so. Dribble a little God, bit here. Your, your setup's low. Get my stuff here. Going. Are you going to close your eyes like Donovan Mitchell? Nope, I don't do that. All right, it looks solid. It looks solid. Okay, okay. After after we got there, eventually. <laughs> I, got, I was freaking out. <laughs> like everything I do. Well, because he did the hand motion, I was like, oh no, he's a, he's a two-handed set yeah, shot guy. T- that was my celebration end. dance after I get my thirty-fourth one, something like that. With I don't know if you're going to get there. Boy, this could be a way. I don't either. But this could be a way for Von Tobel to win his money back. Sponsors come over after Ari got him with the smoking in the mask guy last year. True. Bring it, John. I know you're listening. How much would you put that you'd make at least 34 out of 100? Eight again? How much would you put on it that you'd make at least 34 out of 100? Come on, dude. It's 34%. That's a, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty lofty goal for just some random person to shoot 34% with a lot of pressure. three or four out not of 10 every form. 10. And based on the last bet we did, I will just go with like 100 bucks. I think that's plenty of money to ask. If it's between right, us. We might have side plays. Outside of here? Give <laughs> me a grand easily. All right, you guys are all stealing the thunder from go. my guy. So Stephen A. just said, I know Philly. They ain't ever going to forgive him in Philly. He knows Philly. And they don't know how to let off and lay off. And they're going to constantly berate him. And it's mental. With him, I don't believe he can overcome that, Max. In the city of Philadelphia, you got to move him. I'm going to say it right here on national television. Try and get yourself somebody like C.J. McCollum. Can you imagine if, if if the Sixers freak out, they were in the running to use Ben Simmons to get James Harden. And now they're going to get C.J. McCollum. That would tell me, don't trade him right now. I want more back than C.J. McCollum. I like C.J. McCollum. I like him too. And it goes to my thought of the you know the problems with the Sixers. I said it very early on. His shooting is going to be a problem. You can't play guard and then not have other guards. Now, they added some guards over the years. And obviously, Markel Fultz was a disaster. That, that should have been the fix. Can't shoot. You can't play guard. You can't. You 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 can't. I mean, I don't know what you can do when you you know when you get down to thirty five percent free throws. It's hard to freaking have you on the floor at all on the offensive end. Did you see? But uh, now is not the time to call up Portland and go. Let's do a straight swap for CJ McCollum. Did you see the Magic account tweeted out like Markel Fultz winking? Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's good. Boy, these Twitter accounts, these teams, they're great. Number three. Big story or not? Or do we have COVID fatigue? The GM of the Golden Knights tested positive while he was in Canada? Yeah. Friday night, he's sitting in the box with George McPhee. They both are not wearing masks in Canada? And that was... I thought I thought Canada was like freaking psychotic. About COVID, and for good reason, they've had a really tough time rolling out the vaccinations. Yep. What exactly just happened? 
and they and that was kind of a big story before it were even tested positive that they were just seen because it was remember these games weren't supposed to happen in canada the canadian government this is a big deal gave them a right special until exemption. last minute we weren't allowed there yeah they finally opened things up and now now we've seen we've seen a guy come here where he got it from who knows their head coach test positive now the gm for the knights test positive yeah, and, what? and and also, by the way, like people freak out about COVID in this country or whatever. Like other countries have been much more strict and much more. The you know, border was closed. Yeah, they had to give a special exemption to allow them in. And we altered of, the entire NHL season for Canada. The beginning of the playoffs were jacked up for Canada. And right, and they said, okay, you can come in, but if you come in, everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's distancing. You're not going out. You're you're gonna you're gonna stick to the rules. I'm moving close within five and a half feet. I'm violating po- protocols right now. Uh, the guy who is the road warrior covers the Canadians. Why weren't you allowed to go to Canada? Because it was a 14 day isolation. You're fully vaccinated. Sure. You wear a mask all the time still. Sure. But you didn't get to go. Nope. All right. I would like to go. Okay. This is a mess. And I haven't seen a lot of attention on it, but I, I think we're at the point of COVID fatigue. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, especially in the playoffs, people are like, hey, I just want to watch the games. Well, again, this is not in, in the U.S. People people are also looking at us. Hey, U.S. is starting to open up. We're starting to get a lot of vaccinations, all the other stuff. We're talking about going to foreign countries now. Do we have information? Are all the Golden Knights clear for the next game? Or is there contact tracing and half the team's out? Well, I feel like contact tracing is kind of a joke in the NHL at this point because how on earth did the Canadians coach Ducharme test positive and he wasn't around any players? Ducharme was not around any players that affected their roster, their availability. <laughs> how is that even possible? So I, I don't know what they're doing now. Which, which we're setting it up. If we found out later this afternoon that six Golden Knights are out because of contact tracing with Kelly McCrimmon, I mean, one, you'd be like, oh my God, what did he just do? And then two, you'd be like, wait, Descharm, they're at, what? What? They had no one out. So, oh, Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's it's bad. Well, again, we're going to see this starting to come up more in the NFL again too. We've seen the, the multiple rules, the different oh. the different tiers, and everything else that goes on there. Um, it's going to be crazy. But again, in the NFL, that's a part of what we talked about. That the contact tracing is different for vaccination and unvaccination, which I believe is also in the NHL too. So maybe a lot of players on both teams are vaccinated, which would be a good thing. And I just want to make this clear also, because I saw a lot of misrepresentation of this this weekend, NFL-wise. Like, nobody is forcing anybody to get vaccinated. Because people, you can't force it. No, they're not. They're not forcing it. If they were... You just have to work under different conditions. If they were, there wouldn't be separate rules. And when Cole Beasley comes out, like, I'm not going to take a shot that you don't make me... Fine. Don't. There's a different there's different rules for you. That's fine. You, nobody nobody on earth is demanding you get it. But you have to follow a separate set of rules. So yeah, nobody's forcing anything. So stop framing it like that. Stop, how are they making players get the they're not? So have we seen any confirmation on McCrimmon's status in terms of being around, or is he gonna go self-isolate? Because I know Desharm 14 days started what, a couple of days ago, and he's still has like eleven or twelve days left. Right. Uh, well, yeah, McCrimmon, well, I, I don't know how they're going to travel. That's that's one thing. I don't... Is I don't he back? I think he could be on the plane with him. It's it's weird. 
the, the whole thing is weird. Now it's different. A GM is different than a coach, obviously. Yeah, you know, he doesn't bad. need to be around. It's a massive difference. He doesn't need to be around. He he doesn't really. He's not really around the team anyway, necessarily. Uh, so it's a totally different situation. But um, yeah, I I do think it's a, like the whole reason Canada didn't want people coming in, and now we're we're sending teams in yeah. with GMs that test positive, like. And maybe he was around Ducharme. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they bet after the game or something. I've already seen comments from Canadian fans who are like, uh, "Vegas scumbag town." <laughs> well, your coach got it too. Where'd he get it? Well, he wasn't supposed to go out here. So did he know, go out here? He wasn't supposed to. So if he did, it's on him. It's, he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't supposed to. If he did, it's on him. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you, he was supposed to come here and stay in the hotel. Right, Ari. There's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And. I'd, I'll jinx it. Thank God neither one of them came in contact with the players. Especially if there's any that are unvaccinated and that could have knocked them out of games. Can you imagine? Oh, what a disaster. Number two. Well, how about the positives of the Golden Knights? This series and going back to a couple of games in the last series. Thank God for the defensemen, Adam. Man, these guys have stepped up in terms of scoring. Yeah, and it has. I mean, it's been mostly Petrangelo. Um, he's been unbelievable. Uh, yesterday, it's Braden McNabb coming through with his first, his first goal. Good time to do it uh, to step up and get that done. Um, it's been and, and it's been a focus of Montreal too because not only have the have the Golden Knights, you know, defense scored a bunch of goals for them, but just the the amount that they're out shooting. The Canadians' defense has been pretty crazy throughout the series, and the Canadians wanted to make sure they limited that because it's not just goals; it's that you can get the puck on the net, and then you could, you know, get rebounds and that sort of thing. So they're they're just allowing the defense to get too involved in the offense, which they the the Canadians wanted to shut down. I mean, they, they that did. is to be expected, right? I mean, they're, they they want to they want to get a lead and then crunch everything in, right? So the Knights are like, hey, we're not going to get beat. They, although the Knights have been beat on some some breakout situations, sure. Uh, but the, the Canadians actually did a much better job of limiting opportunities for the defensemen of the Golden Knights yesterday. But, you know, in the biggest moment, uh, McNabb pinches. You know, he's right in the right spot at the right time. Carlson made an unbelievable play um, in the corner, and they get the job done. Number one. And then, my God, in overtime, Nick Waugh, Johnny on the spot. And I saw I saw them ask him in post game like how'd you stay so patient? And there's like, is there really an, a way? I mean, it, it's a split second decision. It's yeah. really tough to answer. It really is. Yeah. But he did. He stayed patient, and you know, prices flopping all over the place, and it's like, pop. You know, I put, and, yeah, it's unreal. A, I think it's important to point out too. It's not just the goal. Nick Watt made a great play along the boards to keep it in, uh, to you know, to to stop the Canadians from getting out of the zone, and then got it back to Pacioretty, who then made a play around the net and got it over there. Uh, got it off Price and got Price flopping around on the on the on the ground looking for the rebound. And then, as you said, Wah gets the rebound. If he would have shot right away, probably get stuffed. But just kind of steps back, turns around, lets it open up a little bit, and then fires at the top of the goal, uh, roofs it. Nice, nice shot. But really, the patience is what did it. But you're right. Like when you ask, like, how are you? St-? I don't know. I just I got the puck and I right. <laughs> made a play. I, I don't know. I, don't even, I, I just honestly, I don't even know how. Like I hear fighters talk after a fight, and then you know, big shots and big moments from other athletes, and I'm like, I don't even know how they remember what they processed or what they were even thinking. Like, no. what were you thinking on that shot? I don't know. I was just playing. No idea. And I'm sure I've asked the questions. Oh, I've, but I ask them because sometimes, like, you, people are like, some athletes are next level geniuses. Like, I cannot even approach. I don't even know what I said 12 seconds ago. 
Uh, I, mean, I have no idea what happened today on the show. No idea. <laughs> I, you know what I remember? It like blips will come back tonight at like nine thirty, and then I text Ari, and I'm like, "Why did I say that? You should have dumped that." I'm to, kidding about the dump part, no. but to, like, to I, go, like I, I don't know how they, how the hell you know what you were thinking. I don't either. Like I, I've seen him fighting all the time when I'm at UFC press conferences, and like, hey, in the third round, you did like what? I, I don't know. And a lot of fighters will say, like, I have to go back and watch out what you're talking about. I'm getting punched in the head. It's a little uh, unclear right now. To relate to hockey, as you're pointing out, you know, there was the first couple of years a media member here who would like to do that, yeah. including like to say, uh, I remember a shift three weeks ago uh, in Columbus where the, and players would just be like, dude, what are you talking about? Um, I will say Max Pacioretty a couple times did do the I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I one day was 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 over there around his locker, and this particular I'll just it's Shengpeng for those that don't remember the guy that hung out here. Um, he he asked Pacioretty, it was after he got traded here about a shift from the previous season in like some random game, and I was I started laughing because I was like, why would you even ask? Why would you ask this question? He has no idea. And Pacioretty, who didn't who wasn't familiar with him at the time, so didn't just know to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like get away from me. He goes. He goes, oh, if it's the one I think you're you're referring to, uh, you know, I remember that it had, I had long shifted the shift before, and I, and I was like, what? How do you remember this? This is insane. But I think Patch Reddy has a little bit of that of that brain to him. But I think you're right for the most part. Play, players can't like accurately describe something that happened early in the game or some random time, and, and they don't remember exactly what they were thinking at a certain point. Stanley Cup semifinals. Knights are in it, third time in four years. Game five's on the way. Leonard Flurry debate is here again. This is unbelievable. On the way back, we'll get Adam's take on what should happen. And you know, we'll open the phones. What do you guys think should happen? 364 1100, 364 1100. So many of you said, hey, that's it. Leonard's done. He's done. It's got to be Flurry the rest of the way. Game five coming up. Now what? 364 1100. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. The phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. Call 702-364-1100 and tell us what's on your mind. Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 364-1100-364-1100. Oh, yeah, it's a Monday. Energy Vampire at the height of his suckingness. Powers. His powers. He sure is. Been on top of it. Been on top of it. Well, I just said someone just pointed at me. Someone just pointed at me for the Energy Vampire. Okay. 364-1100. Leonard, go. <laughs> okay. But what about him? Three, six, four, eleven hundred. Who should start Game Five in goal for the Knights? Robin Leonard or Mark Andre Fleury? No one in the media. I was the first one to push for a statue in front of the fortress. Sure. For Mark Andre Fleury, Leonard. Leonard statue. Leonard starts. Well, I mean, you're, you're gonna have to go back in time because I thought it should be starting early in the playoffs. But I just asked you who should start 
in this next game here. No, you didn't. You just said Leonard. Well, I did because I was setting up. That's my answer. Three, six, four, eleven hundred. Who should start in the next game? Was that a break for Flurry? You bring in the relief guy. Leonard gets him back on track, and now it's back to the guy who was playing. You know, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say was consistently playing better. Because I don't think the gap this year was that big. It wasn't. I didn't think the gap last year was that big. I, there's nothing personal in this for me at all. Other people have chosen their side. I just I look at the way the Canadians are playing. I look at some of the mistakes that Flurry has made. I also back Flurry to win the Vesna. But in this spot, I'm slightly more confident. I w- I'm not going to be like ah, tomorrow. You know, Flurry starts. I think he can win the game too. Uh, I think a, Leonard's better for this matchup. Three, six, four, eleven hundred. It's a weird spot. I mean, like I said, I I thought Leonard should be starting a long time ago. Uh, I'm certainly not going to change that now. I think he should start. I think what the plan was was, hey, Flurry needs a break. Uh, we've seen what happens when he starts to get wore down, and he's made some mistakes lately. He's made a couple of mistakes, and I think what was not talked about was something I tweeted about and took heat for it, but whatever. Like he's made a bunch of mistakes with the puck the last couple of games that just didn't end up as goals, and then you just ignore them. You're like, oh, oh well, who cares? Well, they matter. They matter when you make mistakes with the puck. Like, at some point, you're going to probably pay the price, and they did. So I, I think that it was probably good to get a rest. And what you what what you have happen is, okay, Leonard goes out there and struggles. Then you go back to Flurry. He's got a rest, and you go back to him. And if Leonard plays out of his mind, as he did, then you can start Leonard in the next game. And Flurry gets an additional rest, or maybe he's lost a job. We don't know, but you don't have to make that decision. You don't have to make the decision for who's starting game six or seven. Do you even have to think? About, do you think about game six and seven? And why? I thought you said don't even worry about what the reaction is going to be. If you're the coach, you don't have to worry about it. I'm saying you don't. You're not making a decision. You're not making an announcement or anything. Maybe yeah. you have a plan in your mind. You don't have to make any decisions. You don't have to make any announcements. You're just announcing who's. You're not even announcing who's playing in the game. You just start the game. Yeah, and whoever's exactly. out there. We know. We know. So, nothing's going to be announced. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think it should absolutely be Leonard, and that's that's the way they should go. And I do think they're going to go that way, but I don't think anything's certain. Ooh. Okay. Andrew's with us. Andrew, Leonard or Flurry? I think you got to go Leonard here, but Pete DeBoer screwed this up from the very first series. The regular season, it was much more of a back and forth, no goalie, except for when Leonard actually was hurt with the, uh, I think it was the concussion that he was out with. That's the only real time where he went strictly one goalie. And that first series when he went all Flurry, it just didn't give Leonard a chance to really get into it. And then when you start on that game one of the next series, you get the blown out. The VGK fans go insane. They all go crazy because of one start. And they just ignore the fact that he actually had a good record this year. And they just need to get on board with the fact that we have a two-headed goalie situation and it's not Marc-Andre Fleury and the rest. Good stuff. Thank you. appreciate it. And I, I mean, that's, that's what I thought they were going to do in the playoffs. Uh, I thought that they were going to continue the rotation that they had in the regular season. They didn't. And then they got in a spot where, you know, Leonard hadn't played in three weeks and they they hung him out to dry in a game. And then people freaked out about about that. And then yesterday when it looked like, before we knew for sure, but it looked like Leonard was going to start and people were abandoning the team and saying they're done with him. Well, you understand because the last they saw of Leonard, he, he got blown out. But you have to you also have to understand that probably Pete DeBoer knows better than you. He understands his team, and he made a decision that worked out. Ari's answering the calls right now, 364-1100, We're taking calls right now. Ari's answering the calls right now. He's loading them up right now, 364-1100. A message from uh, Jamie on social media. So disappointed in the Vegas fans who continue to trash Panda. It's a, it's a team game, folks. Ride or die, 
with your team. I know a lot of Vegas fans are new to the game, but my God, it's embarrassing to see the hate for a guy in Leonard who's been a stud since he got here. More calls, 364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Wow, quick start, huh, Lightning? 2 nothing already, midway through the first period. The whole, Knights fans will hope that the, you know, if this is a trend, home teams going home for game five and winning, hope it continues. It's a, it's a good start for them in a game that, you know, we, we talked about what happens with uh, game fives and 2-2 series. Team that wins wins a vast majority of the time, so it's a it's a massive game, and Tampa Bay off to a good start here. So you're officially going with who tomorrow, Leonard or Flurry? Leonard. Okay. Not prediction. I'm saying that's what I would do. I would do the same. Yeah. So that are means, you now even more hated in Las Vegas Flurry? because you said that? Well, I mean, so I I just had another like I there's nothing I love more than the narrative of. Uh, does anyone hate the Golden Knights more than you do? I mean, me. Right. I'm like, what did I? I picked them to win the series. I said that they feel like they have to feel confident where they are right now because they've got so many things working against them and they're still tied. Like, I've been pretty, pretty positive about the Knights today, as I usually am. And I said, what exactly was negative? Just tell me. And no response. As there's never a response. But here, but I will, I will also say this. Because it has been bothering me the last couple of days. The announcers on the game do not hate the Golden Knights. And you sound really Please. stupid when you say that. It's weird. I heard uh, it was a rando. I was watching one of the games at a bar in the last series. And it, I think it was something that the, the lady had read on you know internet chat boards. Because she, she said it to me in the SO. She's like, yeah, I... What's with these announcers? I heard they really, they really don't like the Golden Knights. Are really on the ab side, and I was, I didn't even, I was like, whatever. Well, it, I didn't it, even address it. I'm like, where's that coming from? Well, the issue is most people watch the local coverage, which is supposed to be pro Knights. Like Stop. They're, they're team employees. Really, the fact that it's national and they're down the middle, right? Down the middle. Like th- th- that's what I've, that's what I've been saying about myself for so long. If you're, if you're objective and neutral, you're negative. As far as the Knights go, if you say anything other than they're the greatest thing that's ever happened, they're the best team that's ever taken the ice in any, actually, they're the best team that's ever taken the field in any sport. If you say that, hey, they committed a penalty that wasn't called, you're anti-Knights and you hate them. And that that's that's where people are with their opinion, which is insane. But any any hint of objectivity or neutrality is considered anti-Knights. Like, the announcers do not hate. I saw somebody... Like saying, oh, these announcers, you know, they just love the Canadians because they're Canadian. They're both American. Like, Oh, uh, no. What, Someone said it? Oh, yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's crazy. They are not. They are just calling the game. Here's the thing. They don't care about either team. They care about the game. They're just, ta- they're just talking about the game and calling the game. They're not anti-Knights. Sorry that they're not over the top saying they're, you know, just bowing down to them in every way. And they were saying that about Micheletti and Forsland? <laughs> yes. These Canadians, don't they know that Americans are watching too? 
Okay. One's Minnesota born, the other one is Springfield Massachusetts. Ma- mass yeah. Born. yeah. What? <laughs> what are we doing? They're going to get excited about both sides. Right. They're just calling the game. They don't care who wins. And you're cool with Leonard and his line about being motivated by the haters? Well, the one thing I didn't like, and I actually saw somebody respond this to him, respond with this to him. Um, I What I don't want is people now saying, oh, he likes this. It motivates him. Now I'm going to be negative toward him too. Like, don't do that. That's ridiculous. Because yeah. I saw, I think it was one of our one of our folks that even responded to him. And I think they were joking, but they were like, hey, I've always been supportive of you. Do you want me to start being negative so that'll help, that'll help you be motivated? Like, no. We don't need that. You don't need to do that. Also, like I, I saw him. I, like I feel, he acts like I kind of would like respond to people on Twitter a lot and kind of be silly and joke around. I don't know that it's helpful, but as long as you're gonna play like that, you can do whatever you want. Like when you know people, he came out and said, "Hey, thanks to all the haters, for you know for motivating me. I read your tweets for two hours and blah whatever he said." And then somebody was like. Why didn't you thank the officials too? They helped out. Like, and he and then he responded with something like, "Oh, I did." Like, we don't. I think it's hilarious, and it, I would do it. So this is pot calling kettle black, I guess. Like, I would do that. I don't know that he should, but I I also love it. I think it's great. It's funny. You connect with Robin Leonard. I do. Robin Leonard and Richie Incognito. Those are my people. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, I know sure. you. Fair. It does make sense. Yeah. And again, there's no agenda here. I I, I think both guys are tremendous. I think the, the difference between them is razor thin. I think they have a style difference, but some of the flirty stuff does worry me from the last couple of games. Yeah. Not yesterday, but the two games prior. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And I think it clearly worried DeBoer, too, which is why a change was made. And I, I also don't mind being in a position, if I'm DeBoer, like you were saying earlier, of, hey, if uh, Leonard... And the team doesn't get it done. Because really, it's not a goaltending issue right now. It, it really is. I mean, but, but yes, it, it, is, it, it is because the margin for error is so freaking small because right. they can't score. So you can't be throwing one off your off your skate or, you know, po-checking. You know, and, and Flurry said after, you know, he, he made a dive. Was it against Byron? I forget now. But he made a dive. He shouldn't have died. He knew as soon as he started doing it, he shouldn't have died. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of series we have right now. And can't make mistakes. Well, and you, and you could say, it, it, you know, I I agree with that part of it, but also, like, yesterday it did matter. Like, yes, yesterday, Leonard won that game. Yeah. He was under pressure the entire game. Eight, Like we said, 18 high-danger chances to zero for the Knights. He won that game. So it did matter yesterday. That was a brilliant decision that worked out. But I don't mind being in a position if Leonard goes out and he, and then, you know, then you're back against the wall, then, then have Flurry back out there. Sure. The only, the only problem you have is – and it's not it's a not a problem. You're gonna make the decision however you're gonna make it. Like if Leonard plays okay. Like if he's okay tomorrow. Yeah. Now <laughs> so you're like, okay, he has an unbelievable game and an okay game, and maybe they lose. Maybe they lose two to one and he was decent. Now what do you do? This is all a field thing, right? Of course. Yeah. For yeah for That's sure. what he's paid for. Of of course. That's why right, coaches get paid a lot of money. And we don't complain about the money, but yeah. this is why you're up there. And you have to the magic decision. wand he needs right now, it ain't it ain't about the goaltender. No, he needs the a magic top six wand. to score. 
magic wand he needs is to get Stevenson healthy and back or sure. figure out the best alternative. Right. But he also needs, even, even if Stevens is not there, he needs somebody in the top six to step up and score. They can't, they can't rely on the defenseman all the time. And they can't rely on Leonard to come up with every single save. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at 1030. It's John Von Tobel and Adam Hill with their Smarter Than You podcast. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. Cofield and Company presents... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Oh boy. End of the first. Lightning crushing the Islanders. 3 nothing now? Yeah. Not good. Not pretty. Chance to take a 3-2 lead in that one. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Giveaway time. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 11. You are a winner of a great show going down to the ballpark this Saturday. British Rock Royalty. First ever live concert at the LV Ballpark. It's this Saturday. They're performing songs from The Who, Pink Floyd, David Bowie, Queen, Led Zeppelin, state-of-the-art lighting, video, lasers, symphonic, spectacular. 21-piece orchestra. How about that? And you can win it. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 11. Tickets are available for British Rock Royalty. Starting at under 20 bucks, you can go to thelvballpark.com. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Speaking of shows, you see all the shows that are being lined up now around Vegas? Oh, yeah. Lining them up. Uh, December, Jason Aldean. Back in town. Unfortunately, Jason Aldean has a negative connection to town. It's not his fault. No. But he was on stage when the freaking lunatics started shooting down from Mandalay. Uh, And as you were whispering in there, he's banned. Um... Why is he banned? Uh, UFC president Dana White declared him banned from Las Vegas. He didn't exactly say him ba- say he was banned, but uh, you remember Aldean was invited to play at a UFC event. He turned it down. He then popped up that weekend on SNL. Uh, Dana was not happy. He said his image was more important than coming back to Vegas and playing for the people who were his fans and who got shot watching him play. F you, Jason Aldean. Stay out of Vegas. Stay out of Vegas. He didn't, he didn't say he could ban him. I believe that quote was to me. Yeah, you got the same thing. Yeah. It's funny how that happens. It is. Do you think Dana will extend the olive branch, realizing that it was a very emotional time for everyone, and maybe Jason Aldean didn't want to relive memories of a horrific night that shortly after it happened? Dana tends to move on after criticizing and buries the hatchet fairly quickly. I'm sorry, pal. Wait, why are you laughing? Was that sarcastic? No, we had a conversation this weekend. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you'll tell that story someday. I'm not going to ask you to, to tell it, but that's good. There wasn't much. It was okay. a quick conversation. All right. There you go. How about that? Olive Branch extended. All right. Big story. I think we have uh, more pro sports coming to town. Oh, yeah. Here we go. What do we got? Uh, I mean, I love the cross. I don't know how much of a market there is for it here. Uh, we are getting a professional lacrosse team starting in 2022. I think the most interesting part of the team is the ownership group for right now. Uh, it includes Wayne Gretzky, Steve Nash. Wait, this is around the league? No, the Vegas team. That's all the Vegas team? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Really? 
Gretzky, Steve Nash. Dustin Johnson, who obviously a connection to uh, Gretzky. Wouldn't you love to talk to Dustin Johnson to a feature on him? Oh, yeah. Right? What's it like to be in a happy relationship? All bets are off. You do whatever you want. And also uh, Joseph Sy, who is uh, the owner of the Nets. Does he have money? Uh, he's a bit billionaire. <laughs> kind of. So that connection to Steve Nash, obviously. The, oh, wow. Since he's the owner of the Nets. Yeah. The Vegas team? That's what I'm seeing on the release. Okay, I'm not questioning you. I'm just, I, just, I don't know anything about it. I just right. saw a release about it. Maybe they own a league. I, I think it's the Vegas team. Venue set? Uh, it's Michelob Ultra Arena, which I believe is Mandalay Bay. I, I know that they it is. changed the name of it. So You know you know that's the name of the arena, I and do. you know where it is. You're, you're playing silly right now. <laughs> Why do you like lacrosse? Uh, it's an East Coast thing. Uh, my cousins <laughs> all played it. Oh, okay. Um, they've all played in college at a pretty high level. So, you know, I used to go to a lot of games. I played some. Hated it. You did? Yeah. Why'd you hate it? I, it's I, the rules are weird. You're, like you're holding the you're holding the ball. You can run, but you can't. The whole thing. You can't. I never liked it. I played very shortly. Wouldn't you be a goalie? The with well, the, the, big, the, the big stick. I was a goalie in soccer. I don't want to do that in lacrosse. I think you'd be a good lacrosse goalie. Not on your calf right now. My cousin, real good goalie. All right. Lacrosse. Yeah. All right. Well, prayers up to Adam Hill. He's got a shredded calf. You Partially a, torn. You heard a boom the other day. It was a pop, like a balloon pop. And I watched you try to walk out just to take a phone call. Oh, Lordy. Well, early You're hobbled in the day, again. Last summer it was your feet. Your blistered feet. I feel better now about you this a, one. Now you got a destroyed calf. I feel better about this one. This was actually like a pretty hard workout that happened. So it's better than just walking around too much. Congrats to our winner, Kelly, for British Rock Royalty over at the LV Ballpark. Make sure you buy your tickets this Saturday.